0: on this episode, Lucas Duncan joins us to discuss his three rules of business, his $500,000 marketing strategy that he, that he used, as well as one free strategy he would recommend to people just starting out. As always, if this episode helped you or brings you value, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Build Your Wealth Muscle a podcast dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs build wealth by saving taxes and growing their money. Each episode will break down different strategies in the areas of business, tax, and retirement planning specifically for your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making any changes to your financial or tax situation. Now, here's your host, certified financial planner and tax advisor, Matt Darby. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the episode of Build Your Wealth Muscle. For those who may be just joining us for the first time, there are two show formats. Uh, like well, just First of all, welcome for joining us for the first time. And then so we have two show formats. The first one is like a solo. We go really deep on specific areas, finance, tax, wealth management. Uh, But then like today's episode, we bring on a guest and they have expertise in either an area supporting the fitness industry or they're in the fitness industry themselves. Um, So today we're joined with Lucas Duncan from LBD Training. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Pat. It's uh, an honor to be on. My good buddy uh, recommended me to you, and uh, I, I looked your Instagram page for a minute, and I saw good things, so I'm excited
0: to talk to you. I appreciate that. Um, so let's let's dive right in. I know uh, we talked a little before. You're, you used to live in Vegas, and
1: now well, got... hold on. <laughs> Do you want me to tell my whole story or whatever?
0: Sure. Like, right, so, how, what's your background? I know I was on your website, so I know some of the basics. But for the people yeah. just hearing you for the first time.
1: So I'm an online fitness coach. And I know everyone is an online fitness coach now. So I'll tell you my background, you know, how I got into fitness, how I got into working out, and why, how I, you know, parlayed it into a business. So um, well, I'm 33 years old, and I started working out at 16 to get bigger for high school football. And I also – is your podcast mainly male or female listeners or both?
0: Uh, combination. Mostly okay. they're just fitness entrepreneurs.
1: So I I asked because I started working out because I was going through my first breakup. (laughs) I know a lot of guys can relate to that. So I was going through my first breakup, and I wanted like uh, you know an outlet to to release some anger and aggression. And then I was getting bigger for high school football, so I started lifting weights at sixteen at like one hundred fifty five pounds, and I saw instant not instant but I saw quick uh, I saw results right away. So I gained like thirty pounds over a summer, so I bulked up uh, right away. Yeah, no, I'm half Greek too. So I got, you know, those genetics kind (laughs) of, they can add muscle easy. So I saw instant results or quick results. And then uh, I immediately was hooked. So I did my first bodybuilding show at 18 years old. And uh, from 18 to 25 years old, I did eight bodybuilding shows. So I got into (laughs) fitness and working out through bodybuilding. And this was before I started my business. So I wanted to be like, you know, Mr. Olympia, professional bodybuilding. That was, yeah, that was like my dream before. You know, anything before anything, before I knew anything about business or anything. So I had eight bodybuilding shows from 18 to 25. And then what, 20, what
0: category were you competing in?
1: Open bodybuilding. So, okay. yeah. So now, you know, all, there's different divisions uh, men's physique, classic. But no, I mean, I'm still a big, bulky dude, but I was always like a bigger, uh, you know, bigger uh, set guy, like a wide guy, big frame. And I gained weight easy. And when I competed, there was only open bodybuilding. Okay. Yeah, so towards the end there was men's physique, and now there's classic. But when I started, I mean it wasn't that long ago. It was 2008, so I competed from 2008 to 2014, and uh, and I was like full bore bodybuilding. I was, you know, I wanted to be Mister Olympia, and, and I did well. I got to the national level, but I, you know, the thing about bodybuilding, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like basketball. Like you, no matter how hard you work, your genetics are going to hold you back. So, yeah, yeah, I got big and lean. You know, if you look at my pictures, you're probably, like, the stage pictures, you're probably like, oh, wow, he looks crazy. But you're going up against these guys who have superior genetics, like small waist, and they're huge. (laughs) Flaring quads. They're not just big guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, an actual competitive bodybuilding, it's way more than just, like, being big and working. I'm sure you know that from Fit Club. There's some freaky people. (laughs) there.
0: Yeah, some some of the guys who are in Olympia work out there.
1: Jay Cutler,
0: Cutler's there. Regan Grimes is there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah,
1: dude. So those. I mean, yeah. Regan Grimes. There you go. So Regan Grimes works hard and crazy genetics to be at that level. Yeah. So so needless to say, I, I did two national level shows, but I didn't place well, and I was still going at it. But then in July 2015, I had a freak injury. I tore both my quadricep tendons. Damn. So I don't know how many people are listening or watching that you know know about injuries, but. Like both my quads snapped completely off the bone. It's a horrible injury. So you see those like gym fail videos.
0: I don't watch them because. No, don't <laughs> don't.
1: <I> don't. <laughs> don't, bro, you're going to be trauma. You know, it's going to. You're not going to want to squat again. So yeah, that injury basically knocks me like ended my bodybuilding. Uh, you already just,
0: had your pro card, and you were going. No, for No, a, a no, no, I wasn't pro. No, 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 no. Oh, Okay.
1: Don't don't let your listeners think I was I'm not. <laughs> no, I, I did good in bodybuilding, but I was still an amateur. Like oh, okay. When I competed at the national level, I got smoked because these guys with crazy genetics. Got it. Yeah. Oh, but I I only did two national shows, so you know if I never got injured, who knows? But I got injured at 25, and uh, and it was a whole injury. Like this is. I mean, you, you guys can Google bilateral quadriceps tendon rupture. Like, so the recovery is like you're you're kind of bedridden for like a month because you can't you have to like regain flexibility or mobility in your legs. I mean, you have surgery three days later, and then the total recovery. I mean, I, I was couldn't train legs, you know, kind of normal again to like a year later. Wow! And and, I'm, and now you know I'm fully recovered, but my goals are. So I'm not trying to be, I'm not a bodybuilder anymore, you know. Um, but anyway, so I had an injury. It ended my bodybuilding career. And then, and I, st- I had my business at the time too. So I was like two years into my business. But when I got injured, I tell people now it was a blessing in disguise because I was able to focus all my energy and time on my clients and growing my business instead of my own physique because bodybuilding is very time consuming. And it's very, um, uh, how do you say, it's, uh, I mean, it's ego. It has to be because it's about you, you know. So it's a lot of you time and improving your physique and and you know doing your meals and cardio and all that stuff. So when I got injured, I was able to focus more on my business and the. So I got injured in July, and the the next month, August, was my best month in sales today This is you know to the two thousand fifteen. So I always told people it was a blessing in sky So I could you know and I was. And if I continued bodybuilding, you know, I probably would have gotten injured eventually or had health problems or something. So that's kind of how I got into fitness. And then, you know, after I got injured, obviously, I continued working out, but I mainly worked out. And even now, for myself, you know, my well-being and to stay healthy, obviously, and then for my business and my clients and for content and to provide motivation. So uh, I don't know. That's not my – I'm not going to give a 45-minute answer. Like, that was like a (laughs) five-minute quick answer with how I got into fitness. Got bigger for high school football, fell in love with bodybuilding, and uh, yeah, then I got injured and parlated into a business. That's kind of like my story
0: in a nutshell, you know. <laughs> so then where you were in Missouri? Yeah, so that... I was
1: born and raised in Columbia, Missouri. Um I don't know what your listeners are what, USA? Yeah. So I was born and raised in Columbia, Missouri, and and I lived in Columbia I lived in Missouri for like twenty three years. And I'll tell you a little bit how I started my business is so I always wanted to do something like, uh, you know, I never had aspirations of having to like actual career, like firefighter, doctor, lawyer, that kind of stuff. I was always like, oh, I'm going to be a bodybuilder and I'll make money from it eventually. Like I'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, so um, when I was actually competing in bodybuilding, I was like, oh, I'll personal train. But I, I was kind of, I was always scared to like put myself out there. And this is the message that I really want. You know, if I could only get like one message across, it would be to people like, don't be scared to go after your goals, or scared of like, or afraid of how people are going to judge you. Um, especially now in 2022, where everyone puts themselves out there, so it, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. But, but I was like afraid to like start personal training and stuff because I didn't, I didn't want to get certified or whatever. So I always worked at my family's restaurant while I was bodybuilding, and then. Um, and then when I was 23, okay, I was working at, uh, I'm trying to remember the story. So when I was 23, yeah, I was working at Walmart. So I was working at Walmart and I was huge bodybuilder, dude. Like imagine a guy working at Walmart, like like 280, like huge. So like, <laughs> <"Yeah."> <laughs> So then my manager at the time came up to me. This is a, this is an inspir- inspiring story too. My manager at the time came up to me and he was like, and he was a younger guy. I mean, I was, so I was 23 at the time, he was probably like late 20s, 30s, and he was he worked out and he came up to me and he was like, dude, why are you work, Why are you working here? Why don't you do something in the fitness field? And I was like, well, I don't know. I need to get a paycheck. They got to pay my bills. So I'm working here. And he was like, no, man, you need to do like something more, something related to your field and like use your abilities. So when he told me that, I was like, man, if your own manager tells you that, <laughs> you know, I was like, man, I need to do something and actually like uh, pursue, not pursue my dreams. My dream of what, at the time what, was to be a bodybuilder, not to like make money from bodybuilding. Right. So when he said that, I thought about it. And then I just put myself out there. So I this was 2013. I posted on Instagram and Facebook uh, that I was like taking online clients. I remember my mom told me as soon as you get 15 clients – uh, you can quit Walmart. Like you should quit Walmart. Okay, and in like two weeks, I got fifteen clients. That's amazing. Keep in mind, keep in mind. Now everybody is an online fitness coach, but at the time it was still kind of new. So I was like first to uh, what did I say? First to market or first in my sure. space? Kind of not first, but pretty f- in mean, 2013. So I had that going for me, and I also had my own personal transformation which was crazy. Like, dude, I looked like crazy bodybuilder, kind of like, oh, I looks like now, like I was like a legit bodybuilder. So I had a transformation of bulky, big to shredded bodybuilder. So I used that to promote my services and I got 15 clients in two weeks and I quit Walmart and, uh, and then, you know, I built my business from there. But to answer your original question, yeah, I'm from Columbia, Missouri, but I've lived all over. So having an online business has given me the ability to live. So I'm Columbia, Missouri, Vegas. Uh, from Vegas, I moved to Venice Beach. From There's Venice it. Beach to Miami Beach. And then from Miami Beach to Kansas City, I kind of, like, moved back home to, like, regroup. And then from Kansas City to Chicago. Um, and then from Chicago back to Miami Beach, where I am now.
0: Damn.
1: So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I' <laughs> I'm a pretty crazy dude. Like I my big thing in my philosophy on life is like I want to experience as much as possible because I, I always told myself when I'm older, I don't want to like have regrets and be like, oh I should have tried this, I should have done that. So I'm a big, very high risk taker. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a very high risk taker. Like I would say more so than most people. Uh, yeah, so that's uh I mean, that's one of my good traits and bad traits, I guess you could say. <laughs> but yeah, so I've lived all over the the country, but also if I can, if, if I can talk about how I did online training and personal training. So when I first started my business, I did online and per, in person, because this is primarily towards fitness coaches, right?
0: Like people. Yes, yeah. listen- That's a perfect segue, because I was going to ask you that, like in 2013, did you get a lot of pushback? People were like, but you're not training me in the gym? <laughs> no,
1: no, <laughs> like- no, 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 no. But People who listen to this are coaches, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys advice. If you're doing online coaching, do in-person, too, if you're just starting out. So no. So when I started, I did both. Okay. Okay, so I did both. I did online and in-person because, I, I mean, I didn't have a ton of clients. I would charge like $100 a month uh, when I started. Um, so I did online and in-person. So if, if you're watching or listening and you're just starting out, do both. You only stop in-person when you're online, gets so many clients where you it doesn't make sense to do in-person where you're trading your time for dollars. So I did online and in-person first and then two and a half years. Uh, it took me two and a half years to build uh, you know, my online clientele base where it didn't make sense to do in-person. As Yeah, I just stopped in-person totally two and a half years into it. So I did both first. And then once my online got so big, I stopped in-person so I could really scale the online. And now I'll, I'll still do a little in person, but it's, it's higher priced, you know? Sure. And I I, don't, I, mean, I tell people I'm not really i I'm not a personal trainer. It's a, it's a fitness coach. It's two right. totally different businesses. Because personal training. You're there. I mean, they're both great, great, great services. Personal training. You're there in person, motivating them person in person, showing them correct form. Or online coaching is more of like a guide where you can yeah. handle more people and it's way cheaper. I mean, at least, my what I have my I set it up, it's way more affordable. Uh, but no, definitely do in person and online at first. And you can even continue to do in person, you know, the whole time. You would just have to raise your rates because you can't really scale a business in person unless you hire coach or traders underneath you. Right. You know, and honestly, I'm not a, I'm not a good in person salesman because I'm like a friendly in person. I would just like shoot the shoot the can I cuss him? <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 go for just, it. Just
1: like shoot the shit with you in person. I'm bad at asking people for money in person. Well, online, I'm like a ninja, bro. I you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do follow-ups. I'll, I'll spam them. I'll do whatever to get the sale. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's easy online. Um, so, yeah, but definitely don't stop in person until you got a lot of online people. And even then, you can still do in-person stuff and just charge more. Um, yeah.
0: So when you were transitioning it to 100% online what was um, what would your recommendation be for someone as like your first hire so that because you'll hit your capacity on the online space you're already in that scenario of not doing in person what was either for you or what you recommend should be like the first investment or hire
1: because right now I have a team I mean if you include like everybody with like gra- graphics video editor, websites like six I think so my first hire yeah I mean depends on how you set up your business model but honestly you want to do as much as you can on your own because your profits could be more sure so you want to do as much as you can on your own like I got to you know I got to like 300 clients all on my own wow yeah yeah, it was a lot but I was married (laughs) and I was working like 12 or 14 hour days so I mean everyone sets up their business differently but if you really want to scale, you definitely going to have to have people helping you. It's not like a one-man show. Anybody who has, you know, 400 500,000 followers on Instagram is has a team. And if they yeah. don't, then they're not very smart. <laughs> so I, my, my my advice on that would be to do as much as you can at first on your own. But I don't know how to make graphics. Like, you see my ads and stuff. I don't know how to do that stuff. <laughs> or, I mean, uh, my video guy, I don't know how to, like put the text on the video and stuff. So you're definitely going to need help, but I wouldn't go to that until um, you're kind of like maxed out, you know? So I always say you should work, you know, but you need to eventually, if you really want to scale, see, because some people don't want to scale. I know some people in Miami, here in Miami, who they got good businesses, but they probably have like maybe one or two people helping them and they're doing well, but they're not like killing it. Like they're not making like, like seven figures revenue. They're just chilling, right. you know? but they're still doing good, but they're just, you know, they don't want to like, it's a lot of work. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work dude, to like really grow a business. So some people don't want to, but if you want to, you're definitely going to have people help you.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like in, in the financial space, we run into the same thing. Like they, and they say, it's like, you're either running a lifestyle practice or an enterprise and like, there's no right or wrong. It's like, you're just going to run it as a solo and take all the profit out. And then one day just close the doors and be done and. Whereas like other people are building a team and they'll slowly exit the business while they still own it.
1: See from what I do, I'm still the face though. Cause it's personal training. Of course. So it's not, so it's not like, um, like a supplement company or another company that can be like the man behind the scenes. So I yeah. still have to like always be out there and maintain an image and look to maintain my business. You know what I mean? But, uh, what was I going to say? No, I'm also big on like reinvesting uh, in growth. As soon, so I was told you I'm a high risk. I'm like I wasn't afraid to like spend all my money on advertising. And that's most, good though. Yeah, most people won't do that. So that's kind of how I grew quickly. Um, you know, is spending a lot on advertising and you know just putting in like the sweat equity on Instagram. Like I got you know six hundred thousand followers or whatever, and a lot of it is is paid advertising. And a lot of it's organic and doing different techniques. When I first started, didn't have any money. But I remember, like, uh, like you know, like, like shout outs against like him shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, you know, at first I did nothing. So I was all organic for like two years. And then I remember I spent like 150 bucks a month. Like I bought one shout out, 150 bucks, and then made a little back and then spent like 400 and then gradually increased it. And that's kind of how I like grew my following and built my business quickly. So you got to be willing to take risks if you want to do something big. You know, you don't have to, but if you want, I've always said, too, like, what else am I going to do? This is all I don't have, uh, like, we only live one life. What else am I going to do? So I might as well, like, take risks, you know?
0: Are you seeing that work like it used to? No, not as well. Okay.
1: And, uh, you know, I don't have all the answers. Like, I'm still, I'm trying to figure stuff out every day, too. So (laughs) it doesn't work nearly as well as it used to because Instagram is not popping like it used to. It's not the same reach.
0: Yeah. That's what I keep hearing. Like, I mean.
1: Dude, it's a tough time, honestly, for for Instagram. So you kind of, because the market's very saturated. Everyone's an online coach these days. Um, And I think I still have a little advantage because I have the following and I have a great reputation online. I've helped lots of people. So um, I have that, but everyone is an online coach and everyone posts, dude, everyone posts fitness stuff. So you have to like find, Uh, another way to get your content out. Like I've been doing, uh, I don't know if you see them, but like the form critiques, you know? A client sends me a video and I do a side-by-side and I just critique their form. So that's not me posting a workout like everyone else is doing. It's just trying to do it. And then just the Instagram reaches down, you know, because it can't be good forever. So, for example, if you make a, a post on Instagram right now, it'll reach way less people than it would have like three years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: So you kind of have to do gimmicky stuff and to get people's attention. But I still think Instagram is the best platform for leads. Uh, but also, you know, I, so I do Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really like Facebook. Like I have yeah. a business page on Facebook, but it's it's okay. And then uh, I have a YouTube, but I haven't really uploaded in a while. So uh, then I heard LinkedIn is working well, too. But honestly, I haven't tried
0: it. How's TikTok been for you?
1: Dude, TikTok's a shit show. <laughs> I mean, it's still <laughs> the beginning. So I have 47,000 on TikTok. But TikTok is hard. It's hard to get leads because you can't DM people. They have to be your friend. So you can't, like, cold DM somebody. Yeah, and They can't DM you either. They have, to be your, they have to be your friend. You have to be following them or something. And then, um, yeah,
0: yeah you'd be following each other, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, the caption is shorter. You can't post pictures really. So so I hit it off on Instagram so well, you know, five years ago, six years ago, and I was really uh, doing a lot of shout outs. Like, bro, my most biggest, my, uh, like 2018, I spent like half a million dollars in shout outs, bro.
0: Half a million?
1: Yeah, like that's the kind of level I was that's how much I was going all in on Instagram,
0: which is Damn. crazy. I'm good not doing that now
1: because the return <laughs> is good. But because but yeah,
0: you said the return would suck right now.
1: I mean if you so I if you spend five hundred thousand on shout outs now, you're probably not finding out the same return than back in, in, in twenty eighteen, but you're still gonna get some but shout outs are very expensive. Like not there's not many coaches who do shout outs like on the level I was doing.
0: So basically, you would pay someone like a thousand bucks to be like, "Hey, follow this this coach. He's awesome." Yeah,
1: it, I mean, it's called influencer marketing, is what it is.
0: Got it. But now um, the rates high. are just way higher as well.
1: Well, the rates have always been high. It's higher, but now the problem is the shout-out pages are dying too. So you're not getting the same return on them, you know. But that's just one. I still do them, just not as heavy as I used to. But uh, oh, TikTok. So TikTok, you can't put a long caption. You can't DM people. You can't really post pictures. Oh, I was saying on Instagram, I hit it off so well because I would just post before and afters like three or four a day. Or TikTok, it has to be a video, interactive video. So some of my videos like my informational videos they do well, but I'm still in the beginning stages. Like I said I only have 47,000, which, you know, is nothing compared to my Instagram. So I think to really start noticing like an increase in your sales, you need to have like 100,000 followers. That's just my opinion.
0: Got it. So right so now, most of, build it. So most of your marketing spend and, and effort is still on Instagram to get new clients. Oh, comments. absolutely.
1: Instagram is still the number one place for me to get leads and because I have the reputation on Instagram already. So when somebody sees my page, they clearly know that I'm... Uh, you know, they can buy my services, you know, yeah. before and afters. There's ads. And that's another thing. A lot of fitness coaches, I don't want to give away all my secrets here, but <laughs> but a lot of fitness coaches don't just post pictures of themselves and they're ripped, which is great. You know, you got an awesome physique, good. But how can you help others? Like why would somebody buy a transformation plan from you if you don't have any before and afters? But a lot of these people are scared to dirty up their page. Which is whatever. So and when I was starting, I posted... I didn't care. I, I like to treat my, my page and my account more as a business than an influencer.
0: I don't like to say I'm an influencer. I'm a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, that makes total sense to me. I mean, I'm no marketing person, but I think that's how people buy. Like, Because I agree with you. It And again, I have a very small following on Instagram compared to a lot of people. But... Um, that makes sense to me that there's only so much people want to look at you the trainer. Yeah. Cuz they might not associate with that if they're really out of shape versus seeing a before and after from like "quote unquote a normal person." Yeah. I think that's probably much more compelling.
1: And I mean I think being you know being shredded yourself obviously helps, but you have to show value and how you can help other people. So that's why my Instagram hit it off. So if you look at my Instagram, you clearly see I'm trying to sell you something. Yeah. You're t- TikTok, it's harder to implement uh, uh, like ads and sales kind of stuff. But like I said, I'm still in the beginning process. I'm just growing it right now, and I definitely think it's like
0: you know you need to be on everything. Yeah.
1: But I would give your time towards giving you results. So I spend most of my time on Instagram, then TikTok, and then Facebook, and then YouTube. When I, I mean, YouTube is just like an extra for me. It's, uh, I mean, I have like 250 videos on there, yeah. but it's just like a good thing to be on for me. So if, if people search my name, but it's not like a priority for me. So,
0: so you've been in the industry, you know, I think, I don't know when the online coaching industry exactly started, but I feel like you were probably within the first couple of years of it when it was like pretty new.
1: On Instagram. So because online coaching man, people in like professional bodybuilding, people have been online coaching... For a long time, it's like 2005 or six, but not as like business savvy, more pro-body. Right. Way. So I would say, and it's like, I would say Instagram 2012, 2011, okay. 2012, and I started 2013. So I've been in the online coaching space since 2013. So next so year is actually my 10th year in business.
0: That's awesome. I mean, it feels like, I would have thought longer, because I think you were one of the, I was telling Otis, I think you were one of the first people I came across when I started following like the fitness space, just for my own like just tips and tricks on like yeah. rehabbing injuries and fitness and stuff like that. I feel like you were probably one of the first people I ran across. This was probably 2017 when I first started looking at it.
1: Oh, no, um, it was, yeah. It's, it's all my coaches. I would say 2011, 2012.
0: So what would you say is something like if we're up to you, like one thing you would change about the industry?
1: Oh man.
0: Well, one thing I would change mistakes you see people making, or you know, stuff like that.
1: Well, one thing I'll change is I, mean, I don't know if I would change it, but just like everyone is a coach these days, you, there's no barrier to entry. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know if I'd change it because I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm an American. I'm for capitalism, and you know, if you, I'm for people always say like how to be an online fitness coach. I'm like, dude, you just put yourself out there. You don't need it. You just have to have the courage. Now, yeah. I, I jokingly kind of say that, but my background is bodybuilding. So right. I, I the number one thing with how to be coach is you gotta know the craft. You gotta be able to get people in shape. But sure. one thing I would change I don't know, man. Yeah, I would say if I would say the the Barrett entry thing, like I think people still need to put in the work before they put themselves out there. Like, dude, I was I mean, man, it's like a, uh you know, I, like I was a legit bodybuilder before I ever thought about training anybody. But I don't know if it's something that changed because I still like people. You know, I still want people to make money and have a business and stuff. I guess it's up to the consumer to decide if they should hire them or not.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. No, that comes up a lot on this podcast, people I talk to, because like people like yourself who have all the credentials and expertise, it's getting harder for people (laughs) like yourself to differentiate yourself because everyone else can just be a better salesperson but have literally – And as a consumer, you don't, I don't think you can easily tell, like, tell who who has the credentials and who doesn't like everyone just looks good.
1: (laughs) Well, my thing is too is, and I guess this talk is, I don't look, I don't look like I used to look like, yeah, I'm still a big dude, but bro, I was like a giant shredded bodybuilder. So now when people go to my page, a lot of these people are like, Oh, why should I hire this guy? He's not like shredded and, You know what I'm saying? So I'm having to, esta- on TikTok mainly, I'm having to reestablish myself. Because I'm like, oh, well, wait a second, guys. You know I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? So I almost feel like I'm, I'm trying to tout myself up. But, yeah, yeah it's, so I'm, the people, the consumer needs to do their research and see if the person, like, actually can help people. But once again, I'm all for, like, capitalism and people making money. So, you know, it's something to the the consumer to buy their services or not, you know. But, yeah, there's lots of different ways to... It's hard It's definitely harder to stand out. Um, but yeah. I think what the main thing people have to put, have to consider is you still have to like to, to, to get clients or to grow your business, you have to treat it like a business. Where a lot of these Finnish people, they're not like business savvy, you know? Like they'll just post pictures of themselves. They don't have an email list, they don't do follow ups. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a huge part of my business email lists and follow ups. Right. So, yeah, so I think that's what set me apart. That's what got me going in the beginning is I treated it more like a business and not just like, oh, I'm a bodybuilder posting pictures of myself.
0: What was the transition for you to start doing that? Were you naturally like, hey, this is the way I should do it? Or did you have a mentor that came in and said, hey, you're doing what? Like, capitalizing on like the email list and the lead nurture and all that stuff. Did you have someone help you with that? Or you just that intuitively, you knew that was like the sales process. No,
1: I just watched YouTube. I've never had like a business coach or anything. Maybe I should, but <laughs> no, I'm just watching. Oh, no. Maybe I'm just, i have just watched YouTube videos. Now I can definitely name some people I really studied. And I'll name them. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Pedro Patriot's
0: Coolian. Have you heard of him? I don't think so.
1: Oh, bro, he's like a top fitness business coach. And, and I watched him like 10 years ago.
0: I'll have to see me. I might know his face and just not didn't know his name. I'll have to look him up.
1: So, Bedros Koulian, uh Jason Capital.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, and
1: these guys are, I watched on YouTube like years ago, like four or five years ago. Yeah. Even longer. Uh, Grant Cardone. you in the past, I've gotten in, uh, more for mindset, not really direct tactics. I'm not naturally a sales guy. I'm not naturally. I'm not even really I'm not naturally a business guy. Like I just, I just worked at my family's restaurant, lifted weights, worked at Walmart. Like I was always scared to put myself out there and scared to ask for money because, like, right. I didn't value myself as much as I should. You know As much as I, yeah, as, much as I should. You know? Sure. So Cardone helped me with the mindset thing. Like you got to be like a killer and like don't care what people think. Uh, but no, I've never really had a coach. I just watched. I just watched YouTube's and then a lot of trial and error. So, um, my th- I'll give you my three rules of business. Can I give you my Not that I know everything, but rule number one is uh, don't, or oh my God, I got a thing, I had a brain fart. Rule number one is don't do something unless you, un- oh, okay, yeah. Rule number one, don't do something unless you understand it 100%. So, the email list, um, like I really did research, really studied before I, like, if, Before I, I didn't have an email list like four or five years into business because I didn't know anything about it. So don't do something unless you understand it 100%. Also like my eBooks that I have, I have like 12 eBooks. I didn't do those until I really understood how to put it together and make it look nice and pretty. So don't do something unless you understand 100%. Number two is if something's working, don't change it so that when the shout outs were working, I doubled down. I put more money into it. So if something's working, don't change it and even try to do more, you know, um, now, some people could, I told this to somebody a while ago, and they were like, well, if something's working, don't change it, but then you're not innovative. And I was like, well, good point. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's wrong, but, and then number three was invest in growth. So, if all your profits, you know, at first I invested like everything into advertising, content, and I still do a lot, obviously. Um, so, yeah, those are like my three big rules of business.
0: That's I think those those are super helpful. I agree like that is a fine line with like do what is working versus pivot and innovate. but I guess part of that rule three would be like if it's stop if it's slowing down, then I think you probably are need is pivot right
1: see and that's like, what I'm bad at and what I that, that's, this year that's been my main struggle it's like I've been I, I've been needing to pivot, but it's hard to find the right uh, foot to pivot off of
0: yeah, you know I guess that
1: because things are different now social media is not i mean it's still hot but it's different because there's yeah. so many people aren't doing it i mean that's what i found in my case at least
0: um, no for sure um yeah. and i know like i was glad to hear maybe it's not just me but i i've seen some instagram growth people that i follow on instagram Talk about about like two or three months ago, everything came to like a screeching halt for a lot of people, like viewership. I don't, have you experienced that too? Longer
1: than that, bro. Longer than like that. Really? I would say all 2020, it's been lower because you know Facebook. You have to pay. You have to buy ads to basically be seen. Yeah, I don't know if you know that. Like Facebook organic reach is horrible, and Instagram is owned by Facebook, so the Instagram reach is is way bad, is way worse, and they're always changing stuff. So Reels is is what you want to do. You want to do reels to get views. So my reels, I mean, they'll still get a lot of views. Like, uh, you know, I'll still get like 100K on a couple uh, reels a week, you know, like 100K per one video. That's so my great. reels are, yeah, in which my, is good. In
0: my opinion, that's great.
1: No, it's good. So I have, you know, 630,000 followers. So if I get 100K views in a reel, that's really good. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's good. It's not really good. I guess it's good. But my, if you make a normal post, like pic, picture post, it's way less. So you kind of have to do, be creative with your content for sure. Yeah. You know, do giveaways. That's another way I built my page, just do giveaways. Uh, but yeah, definitely the reach is down uh, yeah. on Instagram for because they want you to buy You know, buy ad placement.
0: Yeah, they know? want you to pay.
1: Yeah, they want you to pay to play. So you definitely have to be creative with your content, but there's other ways to do it. I talked about my email list. And this is another uh, piece of advice for fitness coaches listening: is start your email list early. I mean, a lot of my friends who do coaching too, like they don't even have an email list. And I'm like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you need an email list. You don't have to hit it. You don't have to email them right away, but build it. Um, because that that was one of my biggest regrets. And so I from 2013, I started in 2013, I started my business 2013, and I didn't even think of doing an email list in 2017. Okay, so. Like all those emails I didn't I wasn't adding to a database. So that's a piece of advice that I could definitely give people a list of coaches listening is so you don't have to you don't even have to, you know, email the people yet, but start building a database of emails of Dodd clients and people who have signed up. Like two separate lists. People who have signed up and people who have inquired but haven't signed up.
0: I think it's also valuable because in this day and age, you hear people get just getting kicked off their account for whatever yeah. reason. So you want to have something that is yours in the event so you can reach out like, to those people. If God forbid Instagram was like, Lucas, you're out. And for like no explanation, you're just out. And now it's like shit.
1: That can definitely happen. And email list, I'll give you another uh, nugget of advice. Email list, you can be a lot more spammy and it'd be okay. So, you know, my Instagram, I post a lot of ads. You see my page, I post a lot of like, you know, eight-week transformation. Now I'm doing transformation contest. I don't know where this podcast is going to air, but I do transformation contest where I give away like $3,000 supplements and, and a lot more. I do those a couple times a year. So I'm doing, I'm promoting that right now. And excuse me. And on Instagram, you, you can't just post ad, ad, ad. People would get pissed. But on email list, you can, you can hit it more often it's not in the public eye, you know, you may, yeah. have people, you may have people unsubscribe, but dude, when I do like a sale, like black Friday, I'm going to email the list like five times in one day. <laughs> now the key is you have to all, you have to be growing it consistently. You can't be,
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause if it's the same you people speed s- up your list.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that's something that I got from Cardone is like, dude, hit the list. And then, <laughs> obviously he kind of you know exaggerates or maybe he doesn't, but he has a way to deliver it. Then he's like, you know, if they if they email you back and say, "Oh, you're emailing me too much," email them more. <laughs> but I mean, dude, it, it's it's the email list works great for me. Like it's a big uh, revenue builder for me because you can you provide content and then you do a sale every now and then. But you can you can nurture an email list just like you post on your page. You know, just a little more advanced. But it's just like and but like you said, the email list you own. So in case something happens or Instagram's down. Uh, you know, and the, the email list is for me, it's huge, but you always have to build it. You can't just like uh, lay back on it. So, there's different techniques I do to build that. And you can, like, uh, yeah, I don't want even wear my cigarette?
0: Well, it's also for people listening like, if you go to sell your business, like, email lists are valuable. Like, if you're selling to basically a competitor, like, your email list probably has a huge value to someone who's in a, the exact same space if you wanted to. Where they like buy your email list? Yeah. Well, like when you're selling your business, like that, the goodwill is like an email list is part of like what someone would assign a value to, especially if they have like a complimentary business where like, if they're in the, you know, they're looking for people who pay money for fitness advice.
1: How would I sell a personal training business though? You would have to brand it something else, not LBD training.
0: Depends who your buyer is, but but like to sell a business, you would basically want to start putting the infrastructure in place where it runs without you. So that's where like when you start building like the enterprise value of your business, you're bringing on like sales teams and managers and people that are working with the clients. So that way if you're completely ripped out of the business, a lot of the clients are like you could be the face of it, but you'd be able to sort of transition that out. So it's not only you. But if you're if you ever like someone's like a competitor of yours could be like, well, a lot of your clients might leave, but this is a huge list of people. And like, you might be able to like start assigning value to the things that, like that list. Again, like that that a list alone might be w- valuable to someone. It's like, this is how many people are buying. And then for them, that might be a huge value.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I asked because my name is still on it. So I, I know a couple other coaches. Um, I don't want to shout them out because I don't want to give them promotion, but they've done it really good, dude. So what they've done is, well, I know one other guy. He has, you know, he did the exact same thing as I do, online coaching, and then he kind of started a platform for it that doesn't have his name on it. So it's like, hey, check out my online coaching platform. It's totally, it does that. If you looked at it, you would have no idea who it's ran by. So you can easily sell that in the future because it's not Lucas. So it's like Lucas Duncan training, but it's like uh, alpha male training. You know what I'm saying? So no yeah. one knows like who runs it, so he can. That's where you can build it and then like sell it in the future. He's really done it right, that guy.
0: That's that is like what a lot of people say, and I know like in the financial space because like I named my business Darby Business Advisors, and then like later people like oh, you shouldn't have done that because now your names on it. But in our space, are like what do you think Morgan Stanley is and Charles Schwab? Like that was yeah. those are people's names and they just sold it, and obviously they're humongous companies. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of people who are experts in the space of like building a business to sell, they're like, it's not irreversible that your name is on it, you know? Yeah, okay. So, again, it's it's really about all the other things. Cause if you're someone who's looking to buy the business, you want to know the business will keep running with or without. Um, I forget what some people call it, but like the ability to leave your business for like six weeks. If you left and like just went to, like Thailand for six weeks and didn't touch your computer your phone the question you ask yourself is would your business be the same better or worse
1: what so I couldn't post I couldn't do anything
0: if that, yeah, that's like to get the top value when you sell your business the business has to have no reliance on you gotcha then like someone who's buying it would be like this business doesn't run because of Lucas the business is running so, like, if you could go to Thailand for six weeks and not touch your business, but your team is running the machine and you come back and you have, like, more customers, then that's a very saleable business because it's no longer dependent on you. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, again, but there's a lot of people that like we talked about um, towards the beginning of this episode was, like, some people aren't looking to do that. They'll just be the face of the business until one day they're not and they might not care because at that point maybe they've amassed like 10 15 million dollars worth of assets and they're like i'm done i'm good
1: yeah i Uh, definitely think a big thing is you have to decide what you want sure Um, because like i said i know i mean one of my not good friends but a guy i know here he i mean i know he has like one or two people held up helping him but he's not doing like seven figures in, in sales so, but he's doing well, he's doing very well, but he's happy because, you know, if you have a lot of people helping you in a lot of the expenses, you got to make more money to make profit, you know? So yeah. you've, heard the, you've heard the saying, like, it's not about how much money you make, it's like about how much profit you make. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so you kind of have to decide what you want. I've always wanted to do things, like, all the way and take risks, but, uh, but no, I couldn't leave my business for six weeks now, and it'd be—I mean, I could hire a few more people and maybe do that. But no, I, I still work every day. Uh, but I definitely have a lesser capacity, kind of. And I have a system in place that kind of right. helps like streamline things. But uh, no, like I'm still doing a lot of work. And I mean, uh, one of my friends who's a supplement owner here, people—he said like, "Oh, you—you you build a big business, and people think you work less." He's like, "No, dude, I work more." <laughs> But he chose to run his business very lean and have less uh, uh, employees. So he still puts in a lot of work, you know? Well, yeah, it really depends on what you want and like, uh, yeah, what kind of life you want
0: to too. Yeah, and like you said, if if you want to run it lean and have high profit margins, the, the question I ask people is, what are you doing with that profit? Because-
1: He's chilling, bro. He's living it, in my he's chilling.
0: Right, whereas before, like where you, Your buddy, like if he's staffed up, he might have very thin profit margins, but his goal might be like, okay, well, now I have a a big enough business that what I gave up in profit margins, I get back in the fact that this, the value of the business might have gone from like three times profit to 10 times profit because it's a super investable business from like a third party's perspective. So I feel like you're always weighing those two things it's like well what asset are you building like your personal assets because you took the profit or the asset of the actual business where you're like well now again like i might have had terrible profit margins for a decade but i like amazon they didn't turn a profit for like two decades they were just getting revenue 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 then one day they turned it on and they're like you know whatever how many billions i, I mean those are I still
1: huge companies though in my space I don't, I don't think people are thinking like that
0: fitness coach here. I don't some, think they're some of them most mostly are not.
1: I don't think they. I mean, you're saying like to to show your business more more revenue, so it's like higher value.
0: Yeah, like in in general, when you're building it, you like you have two essentially two paths to go on. Like, what are you going to do with your profits? Like, obviously, the third one would be you blow them all and fun. But like in theory, you're going to reinvest the profit somewhere, either in your personal life or back into the business. yeah, And like really smart entrepreneurs like Alex Ramosi, he'd be like, put it back in your business because you'll get a way better return than the stock market or real estate because guys like him could Forex their business in like two years or faster. Um, So in that scenario, he might be like, if you're doing half a million now, put all your profits back into it and you'll be doing 2 million in two years or something like that. And then if you decide one day to start like he might be putting all the profits, in, and then the day you decide not to, in theory, the business would be generating so much profit that that's when you kind of harvest it.
1: So but it's like a again, snowball effect. I would definitely put your profits back in your business. Invest in yourself. Um, I mean, if you can do other stuff too, that's good. But I, that's what I did at first. I reinvested everything back in my business because I kind of knew what return would be. Now, granted, you put in the work, and I mean, all this stuff is assuming you put in the work it show up every day
0: you know what i'm well, saying well lucas you you just name like the number one thing of like a guy like warren buffett says is like the best investment is the the investment where you control the risk so for you yeah. you know what you're doing you like using the example from a few years ago like you knew what a shout out would do for you so you double down or triple down
1: well, I might crazy, for you,
0: <laughs> right so that, for you that investment was really low risk compared to putting it in whatever i us say the stock market where that might not be your forte so like that's like one of the core principles of like investing is like do what you know like a guy like hermosi when he does these big investments the risk for him i would imagine is very low because he knows how to identify a business that he just needs to like tweak x y or z and takes it to the moon and you're doing the same exact thing and it doesn't matter what the investment is, like that's that's usually the, the way to get the highest return with the least amount of risk is know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> so
1: Yeah. See, I'm new to this stuff too, the investment side like that too. So, yeah, I guess that's what, what I was doing because I was going to say because now if I did the same thing, I guess I wouldn't be as confident. But I still would be confident I'm going to make uh, – what would you say a good return is when you do invest in. I mean, and we used this four times. Is that what you said?
0: Well, I'm just saying like the risk return the risk reward is like what you want always to be in your favor. And so the way to increase the reward and decrease the risk is to invest in an area that you're an expert. Like I use this example a lot because I think it's I just think it's an interesting scenario. Like I I go to conferences where we talk about how you can invest in using your re- retirement accounts into like basically whatever you want. Like I could buy a fitness business in my 401k. Um, so at this event, I talked to a guy, he was in the process of buying a private jet with his 401k and, was and it <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a, he was a, uh, a career long pilot. He was getting ready to, he used to fly this plane. He knew the people selling it. He knew why they were selling it because they were, upgrading to something better, and they needed the cash flow to get rid of this one. He knew it had some certification that was hard to get or something. So he knew everything and he knew how to like charter it and make money on it. So for him, that investment was like a no brainer, even though he was putting like millions of dollars of his 401k to work. Where for me, that would be a crazy investment because like, I don't know anything about airlines or private jets and stuff. So like those are two examples of like, that would be a crazy investment for a lot of people because they just have no clue. Whereas he can get an above size return with for him a lot less risk because he's not going to make the mistakes that I would make. So for you, like maybe putting money into like the stock market it might be risky because you made be, me. I'm just hypothetically. I don't know your investment strategies, but like, that might be out of your comfort zone. But ter- turning hundred dollars into thousand dollars in your business might be really easy because you know what doesn't work and you know what does, you'll put gasoline on it. So for you, that, that return could be 10 X, but you're not taking 10 X the risk because you know what you're doing. What if it doesn't work as
1: well as it used to, would you (laughs) still take the
0: risk? Well, it depends on what you're doing. Like I'm just saying, like in general, like for, but I'm saying like as an entrepreneur, that's typically why entrepreneurs have the greatest amount of wealth because they can get the, the most return for a lot less risk because they're doing things that are not risky for them.
1: Gotcha. That you know, sense. like
0: a guy like Hermosi can go, I don't know what his net worth is now, but he can make quantum leaps with his investments because for him, putting millions of dollars at work into like a new business is probably a lot less risk than someone like me who like, wouldn't know the the sales and marketing and and acquisition side like he does where he can just identify the and I don't know the inner workings of him I just follow his content but yeah yeah like but like he's able to identify what might be missing and then pour gasoline on that and then for him he doesn't feel like that's a high risk investment so yeah, I mean that's why most most of the wealthiest people they've done it through entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say like uh, you know I put a lot of my money back into the shadows because I knew if I like I said if I do the work and do the follow ups, it's kind of like impossible not to make more not so it's impossible not to make more money than what you're doing before if you do the work because if you're getting if you're getting all these new eyeballs in your business or in my case my page, yeah, you're gonna have more people sign up. As long as you have your page set up where it's clear that you're selling, so a lot of people, you know, excuse me. When I would tell people like, "Oh, just spend some money on a shout out," they'd be like, "Oh, well, you spent that much on a shout out. I mean, this doesn't make sense for me." And yeah, it might not make sense because you're you're not you're not good you're not selling something, or at least yeah. it doesn't look like you're selling something. That's why mine works so well because if you go to my page, it's clear that I'm trying to sell you something. You know, a diet plan. You know, where most people they don't want to like, they don't want to post all that stuff on the page. They just want to post pictures of themselves and videos of themselves. So that's what worked for me. And but I guess I asked you the question: Would if what is not working as well? Would you still put it? Because yeah, the shout outs aren't really working as well. I definitely think advertising, in some sense, marketing is definitely. uh, And then you start low. Like I said, I started with like 150 bucks a month, and then my biggest year I spent half a million on advertising which I know some people sounds crazy too, or some people was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. So don't be afraid to spend money on your business because what a Cardone say too is like for your business to grow, you got to like pour money into it, and especially fitness. This is like fitness people. Unless you look insane like, you know, Simeon Panda, you know what
0: yeah. that is? Yeah, I uh, I didn't meet him per se, but I listened to him talk at the uh, LA Fit Expo like in uh, yeah. 20, 2019 or so. That's the first time I heard him, but
1: he looks crazy.
0: Yeah, he's you
1: know like Joey Swall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's got a great physique. So I'm sure they spend some money on advertising, but their page is going to grow. They just got to post because they look insane. If yeah. Joey Strong did like a backflip for some crazy thing, I'm like, dude, yeah, your page is, I can't do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the point is, though, unless you have an insane physique like those guys. You gotta spend money on your business for for your page to grow for your business to grow because there's it's such a competitive market um, yeah, I mean and girls I mean a girl fitness coaches is, is, is even as competitive as guys, you know yeah, so, unless you have something that like like I said, unless you like look like those guys, which you probably don't you gotta do you gotta treat them like a business and not just like my physique
0: but um, you you brought up something that I think is important to highlight is that yeah you're not throwing money at shit. Like people no, might, no, might do that. Like you, you just said like, you didn't just pay for the shout out, but you had the whole system backed up. So like once the shout out worked, they went into like I'll a talk system. more where, about that. Cause, cause so, like, I think I mean, that's I where people screw it up. Huh? Cause I think that's where people screw it up. Cause you said like where to <laughs> invest. It's like, they'll do, they'll pay for the shout out and be like, Lucas didn't work. It's like, yeah, but you didn't build the infrastructure.
1: Well, I don't want, I, I'll talk more about that. So, yeah, so you don't just – I mean, it worked well for me because – so I spent the money on shout-outs. They go to my page, and then I'm good. At, you have to get to get leads. So yeah. I would always capture an email. Either have people de- – now, I do have a lot of people who cold sign up. I guess that's how you say it. They, so I have a lot of people who just click the link in my bio or go to my website, and they never contact me beforehand. I would say a third.
0: Wow, that's great. Yeah.
1: Is that a lot?
0: I don't know what the – Actually, I'm trying to do a business study to like get this data. I just need to, and it's it's harder to get to the people, but I'm, I'm trying to get like a thousand people to participate in my study for exactly that. Because I want independent data for fitness coaches to be able to compare their businesses. Cause like that seems like a metric that'd be amazing for people to know. Like I
1: would say a third of my clients sign. I mean, even now a third of the people sign up without ever contacting me. They click the link in the bio. They go to my website. Now, whether they be a referral or, they just see my page. So I, w- I would capture an email, though. So I'd always say, like, DM me, uh, you know, for inquiries. Or now I'm sure everyone has seen people say DM me the word. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you laugh, but uh, you know, w- people would still post it because it works. Yeah. And it still works for me. So, so let's say you buy a shout-out, people look at my page. I'll say DM me the word. Or people will DM me or not, and they'll inquire, and then I capture their email. Okay, so I get their email and I send them an initial inquiry email like, thank you for your interest in my services. Here's all my prices, my plans, and I'll put like some testimonials or whatever. And then I add them to my email list. And what I'm good at is like, dude, I'm doing a lot of this manually. And that's a lot of people don't want to work either. They just want (laughs) to, like, yeah, they know. They just want to, like, work out. I'm like, bro, you got to spend time on your laptop a lot. Um. So I'll, I'll email them that, and then a day later I'll follow up, like with another email. Did you have any questions? And then if they don't, if they don't respond, or if they don't sign up by then, I'll email them again. And then the last chance, I'll email them like another discount code or a bigger discount code. And then if they still don't sign up, then I'll just add them to my normal Mailchimp email list and and like hit them from there. But I'm big on like as long as you have get them in there. Get them in your ecosystem, that's the most important. It's not about making instant sales. Yeah. It's about like I've been in business nine years, which is nothing compared to some businesses. So I'm I'm still figuring it out. Like it's not about making tons of money right away. It's just about getting more people in your ecosystem and treating them good. And eventually they'll sign up. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just tell people about it. But it's about building your ecosystem, like more uh, you know, more followers or at least more people see your page, more email list. So it's not necessarily about, like, getting all these sales right away. I mean, that's nice, but <laughs> it's about just more people in your system. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the shout-outs worked well for me, though, because I was good at getting leads, following up, and uh, and then I just posted a ton of before and afters. Yeah, you, you can't just get buy a shout-out or buy advertising and then not, like, follow up with leads. I would say it's leads, follow-up. And like nurturing them into paid customers kind of, you know, I mean, a huge thing for me is follow-up. Like, dude, I have, I have a a girl who, who emails all my, like who follows up with people. That's like all she does. So will did like 500 to 700 emails a day, like from years ago too. Like all these old inquiries, she will just email them all day and say, Hey, are you interested? Like how is your trading going? Are you interested in signing up? You know what I mean? So that's huge. Sure. Because think about it, people are so busy with their uh, people are so busy now with, with with family, kids, their own business. Like they don't know what's going on. You have to like hit them in the head and say, "Yo, sign up, sign up." You can't be yeah. afraid to do
0: that. That's really cool. Is she? Um, that's a valuable member of your team. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's just like strictly follow up because uh, you really have to like. Like, you can't be afraid to ask for a sale. And if people – so if, if I have sent a follow-up and say, like, do you have any questions, they don't respond, they probably they, might, they probably didn't see the email. People are busy. Yeah. So my general rule is, like, once they inquire, I'll hit them hard for, like, three or four days. And if they don't sign up after that, you can't just keep, like, emailing them every day. <laughs> but I'll hit them hard for, like, three or four days. If they don't sign up, then I'll, like, put them in another category just to, like – uh be sent content and stuff, and then eventually another sale. Yeah. So I have a specific like system I do it for follow-up. Uh, but, yeah, that's key. Like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't even follow-up. You don't even know what that is. So that's huge for me, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I was able to convert my shout-outs into paying customers for sure. Uh, now, the shout-outs don't work as well. They are expensive. So I don't know if that's, like, the best route for everybody, but everyone should be doing at least, like, Facebook ads or boosting posts, or I mean, if you have no money, there's uh, there's so many techniques. Uh, can I give you a, a good technique? A good uh, marketing technique?
0: Yeah, these are great.
1: So, uh, so if you make a post, these are all fitness coaches who listen to this. Yeah. So if you make a post, either before and after or a workout tip, or oh no, I'll give you this one. So so you get new follow. I'll I'll give you two. You can you can do this on a your most last post, you go to likes. So your last post, you go to likes, and you see who liked it, and you can DM every person. So go to your last post, go to likes, DM them, hey, I saw you liked this post. Are you interested in my services? That's one, like, way to do it. Or you can go to followers, and the followers are set, uh, how do you say, from, from newest? Like, if they just followed you, they're at the top. How okay. I Send their, uh, whatever. Uh, Logically. <laughs> Or time
0: crush yeah I you know what I'm trying to say yeah so they just followed you the most top. recent followers there yeah of, right so, in front of you.
1: and I still do this to this day especially when I'm slower because this is an easy way to get leads without spending any money I mean but like I said you have to work this is all work yeah so you go to followers and then you click the top and go down and you just deal and say hey thanks for the follow are you interested in it my, are you interested in hearing more about my services? Or if you're fitness, you can say, hey, thanks for the follow. How is your training going right now? And then go from there. Yeah. Uh, and Some people won't respond. Some people will. But if you do like 50 to 100 of those a day, I guarantee you. So if you do, let's say you do 100 of those a day, cold DMs like that, I guarantee you'll get at least 25 people to respond. And maybe two of those will end up being clients. So it's not like you're going to. All these people respond and buy your services, but you know, like Gary V, you know, obviously you know Gary V. That's what it, yeah. that's what you gotta do, dude. You gotta be like it's a numbers game. So yeah. you do that to hundred people every day, some of those people are gonna sign up. So that's that's another organic way. So if you have no money, that's something you could do to get leads quickly. And I still do that. Uh I, you've never followed any of these people on Instagram, and immediately like any of these business coaches, and immediately you'll get a message from them that says, Hey, thanks for having have you?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like you know what I'm talking about, that.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, I've certainly, again, yeah, like, I don't, I am not a marketing person or guru, but okay,
1: okay,
0: those sound good to me. Like, like in my business, I say to clients or potential clients, like I don't help you grow your revenue, but once the dollar hits the business, <laughs> that's when me and my team go to work to help you keep that dollar. Well, how do you get
1: your clients though? Like, how do you get your?
0: Oh clients? no, like me i that's a work in progress like a a lot of times like my social media will generate some inbound but not a lot because i don't have a huge following um i still have a lot of referrals right now which is good and bad um because like that's not scalable but um my my focus has been just trying to be on there every single day like i will like dm people and to start conversations, but I'm not overly salesy. I should probably meet, like if the guys like Cardone would probably be like, you're not out of your comfort zone <laughs> no. enough, but. You cold dear people? Uh, you said in, You said inbound, but do you do outbound? Like, do you? Yeah, I do a little bit, but again, I don't, it's not as salesy as it, I think a lot of the gurus would be like, you're, you're not being strong enough.
1: I'm like, pretty salesy, bro. I'll say, and I'm very cutthroat. <laughs> I'm like, Hey. Thanks for follow. Do you need help with your diet and workouts? And they'll say yes. If they say yes, so here's, here's another thing you take for fitness people, or anybody really. So I say, hey, thanks for follow. Do you need help with diet and workouts? Or if you're not in fitness, do you need help with tax services or whatever you're trying to sell? And then if they say yes, see this is where, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, when they say yes, I say, awesome, what's your email? I'll send you more information. So that's how I get their email. So I don't could... Conv- uh, do much conversation in the dm that's just the way i do i try to get them the email because dm i don't have like vas or anybody helping me with my phone it's all me really yeah dude really? i don't do uh, i still do a lot of stuff i mean like i said i don't know everything so maybe i should but i still do everything myself on my phone so i try that's to
0: impressive get- six hundred thousand followers and you do your own dming
1: yeah see but i mean what 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 else am i doing during the day though bro like (laughs) like i said i do have a team well i don't want to say too much but i do have a team that helps me out with some stuff sure uh, yeah i do all my dms and all my yeah because because what i do a lot and what works well and you could do this too or anybody with a course who's trying to sell a course is when somebody dms you a question or something do a video message because people will be like, holy crap, Duncan uh, video messaged me. I thought he had an assistant or something. So yeah. if they just ask me a question about their diet or workout, I'll also do a video message a lot of the time. That's or cool. Even, yeah, right? Yeah. Or even if they leave their email, I'll do a video message that says, hey, thanks for your email. Thanks for your interest. I just sent your information. I hope to work with you in the future. You know, Because if you do that, they're more inclined to sign up, obviously. Yeah.
0: You know yeah, because you've proven that you're also not a chatbot or like a, a VA or something like that. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah.
1: And I, like I said, you know, maybe I'm doing stuff wrong. I don't know. But I try to get them over to email and not DM. I don't like conversing to DM because uh, you do have to act like, you know, present yourself as an authority figure. So if I'm just talking to them to DM, they're going to think, oh, he's this guy's got all this time. How busy, you know, even if, I'll give you another tip. Even if it just started out, you got two clients, act like you got a hundred. Don't respond to people like right away. Then they'll think, oh, this guy's not special. He's not a good, you know, he's not. Yeah,
0: he's got nothing to do all day.
1: Yeah, like wait an hour (laughs) or two. You know, now I'm so busy with stuff. Like I do try to get back right away because it's going to take a minute anyways. But in the beginning, I remember when Tony messaged me, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll put the phone down. (laughs) Wait like three hours, because then then you're also that's called uh, conditioning the client. Yeah, so if you don't respond right away, because bro, you can't be. It's another good nugget. If once you build and have a ton of people, like we have, uh, dude, I saw so at any given time, I got like hundreds of people. I don't know exactly the number, but like over five hundred. So you can't be, you can't let people like pull you thin or or let them like get to your yeah. emotions throughout the day. So. Uh, you kind of have to be like, yo, I'm your coach. Obviously, I want to be friendly with you, but I'm not like your best friend. I'm your coach. I'm going to help you with diet and workouts, and you're going to see great results. And, uh, you know, you can't, like, let people pull energy from you. That kind of goes is- into nope. something. But, uh, yeah, so it, but on, on DMs, I try to convert them to email
0: right away. That's awesome. It's I also like easier
1: to follow up through a computer. Like, because, you know, with a mouse, I still use a mouse. I don't do the tracker. So if I'm doing follow up, I'll like, uh, I'll say, did you have any questions? And I'll copy paste that and just do that for every, you know what I'm saying? Did you have any questions? You have any questions? (laughs) So it's easier to do that through email than phone.
0: Yeah, for sure. Some
1: tricks of the trade right there.
0: (laughs) No, it's uh, honestly, and I think it gets back to the original, not the original, but what we talked about a little bit ago, where like, if all your DMS are on Instagram and for whatever reason they decide they don't like you on Instagram, yeah. like, you know, like you, you're, you gave two huge things, like get people out of, or not necessarily out of something, but into something that you control. Because unfortunately we're seeing people all the time that are getting kicked off of like TikTok, And it's like, well, they're not even doing anything different than this person, but they get deactivated. So it's, it's kind of scary if that's, your main source, and you're not getting them over,
1: dude. If Instagram was gone, I mean, it would greatly affect my business. But I don't get all my customers from Instagram. It, some is Instagram, some is honestly. Now I get a lot of referrals still. Or sure, still, I get a lot of referrals. Just think about it. If you've helped, I mean, since 2013, I've helped thousands of people. So I've had like one lady referred, no joke, like a hundred people to me over the. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. So. That's I got a awesome lot of business like for that too, but I also I'll do some follow up on Instagram too. If I'm uh, and this is something a lot of people can do. If I'm slower, like my business is slower, I'm not getting as many leads. I'll do follow ups on Instagram and do my "Did you have any questions?" thing on Instagram. So there's different ways to do it. Also, another good this is you know Craig Valentine. Uh,
0: I don't think so.
1: Yeah, the these people do they'll help you with their business. Pedro's I mean, and Craig Valentine. So if you're following up, do you do you do follow-ups or no for your yeah. clients? Like somebody who asks about your services, oh yeah, sign, yeah, doesn't sign up right away. So it's I don't know what your follow-up is, but yeah, it's, like I
0: mean, for me, I expect yeah, it. Tell because me. In finance, our sales cycle tends to be long. Like we we're
1: it's a higher ticket thing.
0: Yeah, and yeah. like it's a higher trust. Like hey, you got to yeah. get financially naked with me and show yeah, me. Your tax. Yeah, yeah. So like it they, we. I'm always assuming, like, if someone comes into my orbit, they probably won't, they'll probably follow me and watch me for like six to nine months sometimes before they're like, hey. So, like, our sales cycle can be, and I'm sure a lot of people, like, oh, it's faster for me, but I, I don't claim to be a guru in the business development side. But for me, I'm just very patient where, like, I know I'll start, I'll see the same people in my like story views. And then, like, six months later, they're like DMing me, like, hey, so, could you help me with this or so um so for my sales cycle is very um patient
1: <laughs> well you're not dealing with thousands of customers probably.
0: no we're one yeah we're one-on-one yeah like most financial planners they tap out at like depending on who their well, like their 20? niche is like uh it depends like business owners it could be like 75 if you're working with retirees you can maybe get to like 125 before you need like juniors and stuff like that to start helping with some of the calculations and planning. You need help
1: out 125 people with their tax and wealth all on your own?
0: Not on my end. Cause like I do a lot of like fractional CFO work. So we get a lot more touch points. Like I have colleagues that work with retirees they maybe meet twice a year. Whereas gosh, I'm, meeting, I'm meeting with clients upwards of eight or nine times a year.
1: In person or just like this? Like virtually. Oh, okay okay
0: because we're we, like we, sitting down in a meeting because like we do financial planning meetings that are separate from the business strategy meetings then like an annual board meeting um so it's a lot of touch points where again like if you're a retiree you meet with them maybe twice a year because okay. there's, there's not a lot going on for a retiree it's like yeah
1: it makes sense see i don't know anything about your field really so okay that makes sense
0: yeah whereas like someone like yourself like if if you have like a an an accountant that you have a great relationship you're probably meeting to talk about the taxes like that you're about to pay and then ha- what you can do strategically like that's usually what business owners need because they're so busy in the business that they're not like holy crap i'm having an awesome year it's like congratulations but here's what your new tax liability is going to be like let's talk about it let's save for it let's let's eliminate it with x y and z strategy so um so for my business i don't scale like like the clients I have and like you, like you guys scale way better than than my services.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's a totally different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand that. Uh but no, but the people who listen to this are fitness people, not uh no, so this is good advice for fitness people. Or yeah. anybody who yeah. So instead of following up with did you have any questions, ask is everything okay? Because asking that people you're more uh, it's you're more likely to elicit a response if you say is everything is okay is everything okay then hey, did you have any questions like any additional questions? because a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people will respond with like yeah bro, what are you talking <laughs> about And then you go from there. So that's something I learned from Craig Valentine that's like a, a practical tip that everyone can do when you're following up is everything okay? Or like honestly what I do too is I subscribe to a lot of different email lists that aren't even fitness. it's just whatever. And I just yeah. feel a lot of their tactics. So, like, one of the emails is like, "Hey, just making sure my emails haven't gotten buried in your inbox." Have you seen that one?
0: <laughs> no, like that. Those are great, though. I mean, I think, yeah, like, there's a lot of marketing gurus that they really have their shit together. It's pretty cool. Like all the stuff that I probably should be doing.
1: <laughs> no, a lot of my business—it's a marketing business, bro. I mean, it's fitness, but it's like it's 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 marketing. It's like it's it's. It's about acquiring new customers and like turning the machine. You know what I mean? Well, it's that was like one of the things like you do.
0: It's totally different. Well, it's, it's one of the things that, cause I'm not a natural salesperson, but that's yeah. one of the things I got from like, when I first started watching like shark tank They're like the okay. CEO of any business, like you're a professional, like you're always a sales rep. Like don't, yeah, yeah. you're the CEO. You are the number one sales rep of your company. Yeah. 24 seven. Doesn't matter what you're doing. And it's like, that's, that's a good point. Like you, you never stop selling if you're the CEO.
1: Yeah, you're representing your you're representing your business, one hundred percent. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. sales and marketing forever.
1: Yeah, because I mean, um, you don't have sales, I mean you could I'm sure you've heard like you could have the best service, you could be the best personal I mean the, the people I know are the best personal trainers don't make the most money. Now you have to know what you're doing. You know, all all the sales and marketing won't matter if you can't get people in shape. And that's why yeah. I always post my before and afters, uh, testimonials, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but once you have that part down, you can have the best service and no customers, or you could have, you know, not a terrible service, but you could have a good service and a ton of customers. You have to sell your business, promote yourself, and be good at marketing. Like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And I, I think now a lot of people are, it's easier for them to do that because, I mean, dude, everyone's posting social media stuff yeah you know and everyone's kind of posting like another thing i'll say is everyone's posting like similar stuff try to be creative a little bit (laughs) so now now take the idea from somebody but then maybe put their own spin on it yeah don't just copy what everyone else is doing you know maybe emulate and then put your own spin on it because like i said especially with fitness coaching it's very saturated so try to find something that puts you apart and like i said i'm doing that form critique which I haven't seen many people do, so.
0: No, I like those videos of yours, especially because for me, who's in certain areas, like there's some exercises, like I'm actually really curious about that stuff, because okay, okay. Like, I think I think that's valuable. And again, I don't, I feel like there's a few people doing it, but not with the form, but like you, see, I do like when people do the green screen and there's like something they're explaining it. Yes, yes, yeah, like, that's
1: what we I popular. like the,
0: uh, I first found, um, uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting his first name. Uh Lane. Dr. Lane. 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 Yeah. Um I first started I think the first time I ever saw one of his posts, he was like bashing like the carnivore guy for something yeah, that he yeah. was like for misinformation or something. And I was like, Oh, who's this guy? It's kind of cool, like the way he kind of broke it down. But he's an OG. Those videos, those videos. What'd you he say?
1: He's an OG.
0: Yeah. He's
1: been around I, forever, dude. I
0: Never just heard him. Me. Yeah, he was just on um Andy Frasella's podcast okay. last week. And explaining, he was like I think he said he was doing basically free work for like fifteen years before he became like it was like monty It was it was kinda cool to hear how he grinded for basically for free for years before he started. Extremely getting
1: hardworking dude, yeah.
0: That was that was a cool story. Um
1: so Andy is from St. Louis. I'm from Columbia.
0: Do you know him? Have you met him?
1: No, no, I don't really know him. I mean I don't know. Um, he's been at, so, any, no, I don't know, I, I'm a fan of him, like, I don't have anything bad to say, but I'm a fan of his, but he was, um, uh, he was sponsoring the shows when I competed and uh, 2008 to you know, 2014, he would, he I mean, still does, but he sponsored a lot of the shows because I was in Missouri, and competed locally in Missouri, That's and it good. would always be like the Suffolk Superstore at first form, and they would be, uh, uh, they would be at the shows, and I was like, Oh, who's this company? Like, they're, I never heard of them. So it's crazy to see how much this is like 2008, 2009. Right. So it's crazy to see how much he's how much they've grown. That's and, so cool. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a fan of, of his. I mean, all those guys, like him and Lane Norton, like, it's a lot of work to, to be where they're at, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think people understand that. Yeah.
0: No, it's, I didn't, because I just recently discovered Lane Norton. So, like, it was cool hearing his backstory of, like, oh. He's existed forever, um, but he but he just popped up on my my Instagram feed maybe two months ago, and I was like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah, and he was on
1: bodybuilding.com. I mean, he yeah. still might be, but he was a big article, uh, writer on bodybuilding.com, and he's a big science guy. Yeah. Because I think he did natural, but he competed naturally, and he's a very smart guy. Like, I don't know if, what degrees or whatever he has, but he's, he's a I mean, very smart yeah, guy. Yeah, I
0: think he has a PhD in, like, amino acids or something like that. yeah. Like was- and he
1: actually, uh, yeah, he breaks it down like scientifically. Where a lot of guys are more like bro science kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's how I am. I'm not a science guy. I just speak on my experience through competing, through helping people, and I try to par parlay, or I try to convey the message in a way that everyone can understand it. You know, yeah. Uh, so there's different ways to, to 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 do content for sure. But he definitely has a niche. Uh, like in the details of the science and stuff. But yeah, he's been around for a long time. I remember following him on bodywood.com. He'd like to articles on
0: bodywood.com, yeah.
1: Where'd you see him, on Instagram or TikTok?
0: Instagram. I'm I'm on TikTok, but I don't spend a lot of time on it because...
1: Man, you could blow up on TikTok. You would give short nuggets of tax advice.
0: That's what I do, but it's not not blowing up. (laughs) But, But that's what I do
1: oh go ahead sorry
0: that's what i do like i basically i just use like because i'll make the reel and then i just upload it also to TikTok. um
1: do you do the text on the more video though so you gotta have an editor bro i don't know if you have a video editor but you yeah sort of- i
0: can refer you to to the one i use she's awesome no mine's awesome too. <laughs> oh you have one. Oh, okay yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. no i'm gonna say so so the guy who helps me actually makes my text Cause you know everyone is doing the and you know like talking head vo- talking voice videos, yeah, They're hot. So those are yeah. good. But my guy makes the text like he look. It looks like Alex Hermosi's videos. The text, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. So that's
0: everyone stole his 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 started doing great. So now everyone has. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's something that I think it's okay to copy because it's working. And yeah, it's just text caption, but yeah. uh, and then also it works for me is I'll. I'll I'll do an exercise and then explain it, and then have my head in the corner or something, kind of like the green screen you said.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think those videos are cool. I think that's. I mean, I'm no expert, but I feel like those are the new thing because, yeah. and then every, then everyone will start doing them, and then it'll shift shift to something else. But
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, dude, talking about that. Like, if you look at my content four years ago or like five years ago, it's I mean, it's totally different than what I was doing. I remember when Instagram you couldn't even post videos. And then once you could post videos, it was only single videos. So I would just post, like, one exercise. So it's crazy to see how things have evolved. And uh, another, like, tip of advice is you kind of have to, like, go with the times and just every year your content is going to evolve. Because as a fitness coach, it's really all about content. Like, it's not – I mean, obviously, you know, you produce results and you have a good service. And the way you deliver it maybe through email. Maybe it's an app. Maybe it's yeah. a PDF, whatever. But you got to – you know, content is key. If you're not posting good content consistently, then you're not going to make nearly as many sales. So I would double definitely focus on your content, uh, you know, if you're trying to grow your fitness business. So Love make it. it be informative. And, uh, you know, some people say, oh, super high quality. And, like, I'm more of, like, a quantity guy over, like, super high quality. Like, I still do everything on my phone, too, of videos. Uh,
0: sometimes... Then, so you record on your phone, then send it to your editor, and then that's yes. what he uses? Yeah,
1: yeah. And then sometimes I'll have, I'll, like, hire an actual camera guy if I'm shooting a YouTube or whatever. But Like I said, I really haven't done that in, like, six months, probably. So, yeah, right. my, the bread and butter is just my phone, and I have a mic I use, uh, and then I send it to my editor, and he edits the videos, kind of. And then I have different uh forms of content. Like some are not right wrong, some I'm talking, some I'm not. Um see I don't really put po- I don't post like full workouts anymore. So that just gives you an example. A year ago I was posting like swipe left full workouts. But now I kind of nixed those and I do something else. So that's why I mean like every year your content's gonna evolve. So maybe yeah. uh maybe the the nugget there would be don't get stuck and do the same thing over and over. Kind of maybe, uh, with your content at least, right? an actual service since 2013 is kind of simple, you know. Yeah, diet and workout plan, you know, and then the client. So, so what I do is, it's I design diet and workout plans for people all over the world, and the clients check in, and I make adjustments or I, you know, give them guidance throughout the entire time. So. Um, and, and my plan, my actual, the actual service part, I feel is different than a lot of people's because it's this very specific thing that's tailored to them. So I come from bodybuilding background. Um, so I give like meals, meal one, eat this, meal two, eat this, meal three, eat this. So I feel my clients, you know, they're able to see such good results, obviously because they work hard, but also because it's, it's, uh, you don't have to, it's no guessing involved. You just follow you know what I'm right. saying? Like it doesn't say hey it's the, I don't do I do macros plans but only if they're requested. It. So it's a specific plan. So that's why I feel my I have so many good before and afters, because it's it's pretty straightforward. You know what right.
0: I mean? And you then like it. I said,
1: my content has just evolved. So uh yeah, don't be afraid to like evolve with your content. And invest money in your content too. Like I have a video guy, it's not even expensive to do the editing. It's not
0: expensive. Yeah it's, it, that might be one of the things like we talked about before, like when you're outsourcing, like, cause I also feel like if it's, if you're doing it yourself, it could be time consuming. Now, what like if it's it taken a lot. Things, though. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't hire the guy to edit the videos until recently. Oh really? Yeah. You know, you, you, can, you don't need a video editor. that's just like a bonus. Cause I'm too lazy to figure out how to add the text to make it look great. <laughs> yeah. No, my first, okay. So your first hire, it shouldn't be related to to video or to your content. I don't think because you could do all okay. this yourself. Now, unless you just got tons of money, I would do somebody for actually like we're we talking like fitness hires, fitness coaching,
0: if whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, fitness whatever coaching, you think people should should make. Like once you're making five, ten k a month or more, what would you if you were to start 100%. all over from scratch? I didn't like do it who,
1: the first until so I was doing like thirty. But I mean, I mean, I don't know. That was just like six years ago. Uh, I would have somebody just help you with the emails, kind of, you know? Um, but, or you could do the DM thing, you know, just say like a VA. It depends. Everyone's different. But I definitely want to make it clear that you got to handle as much as you can before you hire people. Me. I mean, I guess unless you got a ton of money, just whatever. But, or if you want to grow really quickly, but I mean, I didn't, I'm trying to, you know, I, I did online and in person for two and a half years on my own and I didn't have my first assistant till March, 2016. So three years in. Okay. Years in, I, yeah. And even now I don't have like a big team, but I mean, if you include everybody, website guy, graphics guy, video editor, I think it's like six. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's great though, that you're able to run it so lean.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly, is that I guess. I mean, you know, some online like coaches like I'm not gonna name names, I don't wanna expose the business, but I think I like 15, 20 people helping them. But they're probably way bigger than I am too, you know. So and, and but everyone does stuff differently. So right. I don't know, I can't really speak, you know, how you know, how you should do stuff if, if you're listening, but all I would definitely try to max out on your own. So when I had you know, I had three hundred people on my own and I was doing everything myself, I was working like fourteen hour days. Which isn't yeah. that long, but but I was married at the time and had a bunch of stuff. So Yeah, handle as much you know before you start outsourcing a bunch.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Lucas, you gave a you gave a ton of nuggets today.
1: You use nuggets as I could. I'll away could, everything.
0: This is awesome. So for <laughs> listeners if they want to learn more about you and your company, what's the best way for them to find you?
1: Uh so on Instagram Duncan Lucas. Um yeah, on Instagram Duncan Lucas. But my name is actually Lucas Duncan. But the best way to find me is Instagram, Duncan
0: Lucas. All right. And you have a website or anything that you want to know? Yeah, lucasduncan.com. Awesome. I'm going to have links to these in the show notes for everyone listening. So you can just click them there. Cool. Um, But this this has been awesome, Lucas. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for joining us this week on Build Your Wealth Muscle.